Blog Talk Radio. There's a direct relationship between having the businesses and being in prison. Go find an Asian, see how many Asians you can find in American prisons. They ain't going to be in there. But 51% of your prison will be black because you don't, blacks don't have any businesses and industries. There's a direct link. Blacks won't practice group economics. Blacks won't practice group politics. If you don't practice, you're setting yourselves up. I told that five-story building, you're setting yourself to get wiped out. Understand the nature of race, which is economics. If you, if you build the first floor, it's economic. Build your businesses and your industries. Control buildings and industry, and put that pools in your money. And hold that money. And, it's a, and practice group economics <clears throat> with it. Arab and Asian money bounces 12 or 13 times for at least. Jewish money bounces 18 times. Black folk got to learn how to practice group economics. Black Americans spend every penny they get outside their own community. Then you take the money and the wealth that you get from that first floor and go to the second floor. The second floor is politics. You then take that money on the first floor and you control your politics. Black folk must quit allowing people to tell them to go out and vote. Vote for what? Nobody's going to do anything for black folk in politics. Politics is controlled by money. Major corporations who got the money. That's what controls politics. If you have no money, you have no say-so, you have no benefits coming. So you take your money and you control and you take your money on the first floor, you buy every politician on the second floor. And any politician you can't buy, you rent or lease them to get what you need. Then once you get the second floor under control with the politician, with your money, then you go to the third floor. The third floor is then is the police department and the court system. You take your money from the first floor and your politics on the second floor and you control the court system and the police department. Then the fourth floor, you t- the fourth floor then is media. You then take the money that you generate off the first floor from business and industries <clears throat> and you go after radio stations, TV stations, newspapers, and cable systems so that you can now inform and communicate with your own people. Right now, <clears throat> black folk only control less than 35 thousandths of 1% of the media in the United States. Out of 12,000 radio stations, black folk own about something like about 75 or 80. That's all. You own no cable systems. You don't have a daily newspaper. You have nothing of importance. You don't. You got about one black TV station. And you, so you can't communicate with your people. You can't inform your people. You can't do anything. You can have Rush Limbaugh and all the rest of the guys talking about racism all day long and bad-mouthing you and O'Reilly. They can talk, call black folk all kind of names all day long. What are you going to do? You can't respond. You can't even communicate with your own people because you, you don't have an economic base. 51% of all the prisons in the United States are black people. You know, even though you only make up 12% of the population. That's no accident. It's because you don't control the economics and the politics. And they're going to go after the weakest people they can get their hands on to incarcerate them. That's the black folk. And what are you going to do in response to them when they, when they, when they over incarcerate you? You're going to go out and have a march, a demonstration. We're going to march. March for what? Who cares? Marches they never changed anything. If white immigrants can come to this country 50 years ago with nickels and dimes and no education and come here and pool their little nickels and dimes and no education and set up little stores, develop these stores into larger stores, develop this into an industry which creates job opportunities for whites. Since Lincoln was supposed to have freed the black man 100 years ago and today the black man, according to the government economist, has spending power of $20 billion per year. We feel that with the black man spending $20 billion a year, not setting up any businesses, not creating any industry, not creating any job opportunities for his own kind, he's not in a moral position to point the finger today at the white man 
and tell the white man that he's discriminating against him for not giving him a job in factories that he has he himself set up. If the black man has $20 billion, and these so-called Negro leaders are such geniuses that they can integrate white restaurants and integrate white factories and integrate, force themselves into that which the white man has set up, they should use this same ingenuity to show the black people how to pool our wealth and set up something of our own. And then we won't have to force our way into his anymore. One more thing I would like to point out concerning what he said about 125th Street. We don't waste our time on 125th Street, but you can reach more people in the street who want to change than you can in the bourgeoisie society, the bourgeoisie church, and the bourgeoisie circles. We, our program is directed toward the man in the street. So we spend our time in the street, and what we do with that man, instead of trying to change the white man in your mind and make, make you accept us, we change the mind of the black man and make him accept himself. And as soon as he accepts himself, He'll solve his own problem. He won't be trying to force himself into your factory and into your bedroom and into your kitchen.
I like cancel another installment of It's My House. And today's podcast is titled Stefan Clark versus Black American Women. The live stream number is 619-768-2945. Now, for the last three days or so, we have been talking about how black people can organize, particularly on a political level, by forming special interest groups uh, and political action committees and super PACs, super political action committees, uh, and organizing dark money. Uh, and dark money has nothing to do with race, it has to do with money from billionaires. How to organize that so we can get political power, so we can get legislation and policies changed on a local level, state level, and federal level. And then... I ran across, and I wasn't looking for these videos on YouTube that were basically condemning Stefan Clark. Some of these videos were from African American women. Uh, here, here's one of them now. I'm about to just get to it. I'm about to get to the reason why I'm not supporting Stefan Clark. I don't give a fuck if he was black. I don't give a fuck. If you fucking sit on Twitter and degrade your own black women, knowing that you came out of a black woman, knowing that a black woman raised you, a black woman cried over your fucking death when you died, and you sat there through your whole life on Twitter with your Asian girlfriend degrading black women, saying that, oh, I don't want shit black but an Xbox. Come on, bruh. How can y'all support this nigga? I don't give a fuck, bruh. Him and his brother are mentally unfucking stable. I believe that. If you look at all the videos of uh, Stavante Clark, this nigga's unstable like a motherfucker. Yeah, he's grieving or whatever, but come on now. It's a difference between grieving and fucking acting fucking crazy as hell. And that nigga crazy as hell. He got some mental fucking issues going on. And then, about to look at Stefan Clark's Twitter page, you already know. He has some mental issues going on too. So they both had mental issues, bruh. Come on, Mo. We already know this. You just can look at the fucking facts and see. Look at his Twitter page and see. Stephon Clark was mentally fucking disturbed, bruh. And if you look at the way his brother fucking act, you can fucking see that. The fucking family was dysfunctional as a motherfucker. Then to get on Twitter and act like you just so hate your own black women, bruh, I don't give a fuck. I'm black, Puerto Rican, white, and Indian. I don't give a fuck, bruh. I identify as black. So at the end of the day, I would not support nobody that go against my own black people. I'm mixed with all four of them races, but guess what my family is? My family is black. My mother is black. My mother's skin is dark as fuck. I'm only light because my dad is Puerto Rican. That's the only reason I'm, I'm, I got some motherfucking light and my motherfucking skin is on freckles, nigga. My motherfucking mother dark. My mother had to deal with racism all her fucking life. Fuck you talking about? I had to deal with racism too. So fuck you mean, mo. I'm not going to support nobody that don't even fucking care about their own black women. Fuck Stephon Clark. NLGT said it, nigga. Fuck Stephon Clark. And there's many other videos. That was the shortest one I was able to find that was given by an African-American woman. Let's go to another audio.
What's up, family? Stefan Clark, the black man who was gunned down by the police, Sacramento police, a few days ago because he was allegedly breaking into cars, apparently is a misogynistic, self-hating man whose Asian girlfriend shared his hatred for black women. Now, before I go all the way in on this, let me just say this. I've been reading some things online where black women have found out about this and they're going in, that's why I don't ride for black men and that's why I don't march for them. I don't give a damn if they get shot because they don't care about us and they don't love us and, and they don't they don't care what happens to us. Who's going to protect us? Who's riding for us? Let me tell you something, young woman. Let me tell you something, young lady. It's millions of us riding for you. You can't allow the behavior of a few to make you want to say, I'm going to discard everybody. In other words, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. This dude, this is just one dude and one dude's opinion. Now, there are many other black men who think like this, but trust me, those bastards are the minority. Those self-hating, crusty bastards are the minority. The majority of black men love you. That's evidenced by the relationships that you're in with black men. And most black women are in with black men. All right? So we can't allow the enemy to separate us and get us off track and say, oh, and use this dude as a, a lightning rod to say that uh, all black men ain't shit. Because if you do that, then you are feeding into the narrative that your son ain't shit. You can't have black sons and say, I don't give a damn about what happens to black men. You see? You can't have black daughters and say, I don't give a damn what happens to black women. That's stupid. It don't, it ain't, it, it's just the furthest thing from common sense. It don't even make sense. So we can't say that we're not going to look out for each other because we have a few bad apples in our, in our group that are not looking out for us and who hates us and hates themselves, even though they were, many of these dudes have black mothers. And the trip part about it is that most of the black men who got this attitude, them motherfuckers black is all outdoors at night. But they tripping on, they got something bad to say about the skin tone of a black woman, you see? So y'all can't get caught up. Don't let the enemy catch you up like that. The quickest route to genocide is to divide. Keep that in mind. Don't get taken off track. Now let's get into this sucker move this dude made. So, there was a Twitter user by the name of Eat More Fruits who exposed him. Black women, this is what Stefan Clark thought of you. I don't want nothing black but an Xbox. Dark bitches bring dark days. And 
Here's a tweet Stefan's Asian baby mama posted and laughed at regarding black babies and another tweet she wrote about black women. The user tweeted this on Thursday. She also loves using the N-word. Notice that Stefan Clark co-signed the tweet about black babies. His Twitter was Zoe Woods. The user posted tweets allegedly written by Selena Manny. That's Clark's girlfriend, which reads, This nigga said I don't want no black baby. I'm already black. I don't need no black baby. A user with the Twitter handle Zoe Woods replied, On God, alongside a 100 emoji. I'll say it again. We cannot allow black people who don't fight for us to do the enemy's bidding and trick us into not fighting for one another. I love people in general, but I fight unconditionally for black people because no one else will. Stefan Clark, you found out the hard way. No matter how aggressively you try to distance yourself from your blackness, despite the fact that you hooked up with a non-black person for the sole purpose of having light-skinned babies, despite the fact that you went on social media and dogged out dark-skinned black women and babies, in the eyes of the racist pigs who popped you up 20 times in your grandmother's backyard and the judge, jury, and prosecutors who will ultimately find no wrongdoing, you're still a nigga. No more talk. What the haters talking about? percentage is but like I say on YouTube and I guess Facebook now and some other places online and probably in print you do have some black men and probably a few more black women like I said I don't know what the percentages are that due to the fact that Stefan Clark had a preference well it's two things uh, yeah, the prep, the mother of his children is Asian. Some people don't like that. And then some people, um, who, they went back, I think those tweets were from 2015. So somebody went back to 2015, found these tweets, and they're upset. Like, so you go on YouTube, there, there's a bunch of videos that you, you have people that are mad about uh, about that. I'm going to play uh, the one again from a black woman, and then I'm going to come back with because we for like like say for the last three days or so we've been talking about how black people can get together and form political action committees that to stop this shooting or at least reduce it. Get political clout by forming our own political action committees the bankroll elections, to pick our own police chiefs, to set policy. We've been talking about that for like three days. You include last week, four consecutive days, and then I run across these videos. So I'm going to play this video once again of this this one black woman who says she cannot support Stephon Clark. And I don't know how the issue of women all of a sudden dwarfs this shooting of a black man. I, I don't get that. But we'll open up the line so you can put, uh, state your opinion. 
But I'm gonna play this this clip again from this black woman, angry black woman. And then well, I'm gonna come and play back play the Claude Anderson solution, which we've been tapping in for for the last four consecutive days. I'm about to just get to it. I'm about to get to the reason why I'm not supporting Stephon Clark. I don't give a fuck if he was black. I don't give a fuck. If you motherfucking sit on Twitter and degrade your own black women, knowing that you came out of a black woman, knowing that a black woman raised you, a black woman cried over your fucking death when you died, and you sat there through your whole life on Twitter with your Asian girlfriend degrading black women, saying that, oh, I don't want shit black but an Xbox. Come on, bruh. How can y'all support this nigga? I don't give a fuck, bruh. Him and his brother is, are mentally unfucking stable. I believe that. If you look at all the videos of uh, Stavante Clark, this nigga is unstable like a motherfucker. Yeah, he's grieving or whatever, but come on now. It's a difference between grieving and fucking acting fucking crazy as hell. And that nigga crazy as hell. He got some mental fucking issues going on. And then, about to look at Stefan Clark's Twitter page, you already know. He has some mental issues going on, too. So they both had mental issues, bruh. Come on, Mo. We already know this. You just can look at the fucking facts and see. Look at his Twitter page and see. Stefan Clark was mentally fucking disturbed, bruh. And if you look at the way his brother fucking act, you can fucking see that the fucking family was dysfunctional as a motherfucker. Then to get on Twitter and act like you just so hate your own black women, bro, I don't give a fuck. I'm black, Puerto Rican, white, and Indian. I don't give a fuck, bro. I identify as black. So at the end of the day, I would not support nobody that go against my own black people. I'm mixed with all four of them races, but guess what my family is? My family is black. My mother is black. My mother's skin is dark as fuck. I'm only light because my dad is Puerto Rican. That's the only reason I'm, I'm, I got some motherfucking light and my motherfucking skin is on freckles, nigga. My motherfucking mother dark. My mother had to deal with racism all her fucking life. Fuck you talking about? I had to deal with racism too. So fuck you mean, mo. I'm not going to support nobody that don't even fucking care about their own black women. Fuck Stephon Clark. NLGT said it, nigga. Fuck Stephon Clark. Okay, like I said, you got that was the shortest audio I was able to get off YouTube. The rest of them are like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, fifty-five minutes, an hour or more uh, of uh, not only just black women because you got some black men that, like I said, I don't know how his preference in women. Dwarfs the issue of black men getting killed by the police. Now, once again, we the last three days we've been going over a a, a solution. Um, we've been going in depth about a solution using you know pol- you know lobbyists, political action committees based on Dr. Claude Anderson's uh, what I call the solution. Because we, well, matter of fact, I'm trying to find it for you right now. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, listen to this, because we've been going in depth with these five states that Claude Anderson laid out maybe 15, 20 years ago. Because if we can't get together, men and women on 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 this five stages, and obviously it, it seems like we have to solve, if it can be solved, some male female relationship problems. Because we can't do that fundamental thing. These 
we can't do anything larger like forming political action committees, bank rolling elections, and all this other stuff. There's a direct relationship between having the businesses and being in prison. Go find an Asian, see how many Asians you can find in American prisons. They ain't going to be in there. But 51% of your prison will be black because you don't, blacks don't have any businesses and industries. There's a direct link. Blacks won't practice group economics. Blacks won't practice group politics. If you don't practice, you're setting yourselves up. I told that five-story building, you're setting yourself to get wiped out. Understand the nature of race, which is economic. If you, if you build the first floor, it's economic. Build your businesses and your industries. Control buildings and industry, and put that pools in your money. And hold that money. And, it's a, and practice group economics <clears throat> with it. Arab and Asian money bounces 12 or 13 times for at least. Jewish money bounces 18 times. Black folk got to learn how to practice group economics. Black Americans spend every penny they get outside their own community. Then you take the money and the wealth that you get from that first floor and go to the second floor. The second floor is politics. You then take that money on the first floor and you control your politics. Black folk must quit allowing people to tell them to go out and vote. Vote for what? Nobody's going to do anything for black folk in politics. Politics is controlled by money. Major corporations who got the money. That's what controls politics. If you have no money, you have no say-so, you have no benefits coming. So you take your money and you control and you take your money on the first floor, you buy every politician on the second floor. And any politician you can't buy, you rent or lease them to get what you need. Then once you get the second floor under control with the politician, with your money, then you go to the third floor. The third floor is then is the police department and the court system. You take your money from the first floor and your politics on the second floor and you control the court system and the police department. Then the fourth floor, you t- the fourth floor then is media. You then take the money that you generate off the first floor from business and industries <clears throat> and you go after radio stations, TV stations, newspapers, and cable systems so that you can now inform and communicate with your own people. Right now, <clears throat> black folk only control less than 35 thousandths of 1% of the media in the United States. Out of 12,000 radio stations, black folk own about something like about 75 or 80. That's all. You own no cable systems. You don't have a daily newspaper. You have nothing of importance. You don't. You got about one black TV station. And you, so you can't communicate with your people. You can't inform your people. You can't do anything. You can have Rush Limbaugh and all the rest of the guys talking about racism all day long and bad-mouthing you and O'Reilly. They can talk, call black folk all kind of names all day long. What are you going to do? You can't respond. You can't even communicate with your own people because you, you don't have an economic base. 51% of all the prisons in the United States are black people. You know, even though you only make up 12% of the population. That's no accident. It's because you don't control the economics and the politics. And they're going to go after the weakest people they can get their hands on to incarcerate them. That's the black folk. And what are you going to do in response to them when they, when they, over, when they, when they over incarcerate you? You're going to go out and have a march, a demonstration. We're going to march. March for what? Who cares? Marches never changed anything. Now, as we, we've stated on this podcast for the last few years, marching, protests, and all that stuff really doesn't work. You have to have some type of political and economic power. Claude Anderson, in, in that, that, that piece I just played, lays that all out. All right. And we went in depth, you know, with, you know, what it, you know, how to form, get lobbyists and pressure groups and special interest groups and uh, political action committees and all that. However, after listening to some of those YouTube videos, and I like to say, I do not know what percentage that's a reflection of, but 
obviously there's a lot of hurt people out there for whatever reason. I, I, I just don't get it. How can a person's tweets and dating preferences dwarf issues that, in my opinion, that's why the shootings will just continue to happen because we can't get together on a fundamental level, man, woman. So as a solution, black men, that's an option. Move to Mexico, Thailand, someplace. Africa, take your pick because, hey, you go on YouTube and they're like, say, they've got some men that have some videos that have denounced Stefan Clark. And you have quite a few African-American women, and they're entitled to their opinion, but I'm just saying. Um, because the idea of forming political action committees and all this, it's nothing new. Nothing new. And other groups have these these entities and get legislation on the books and get policy on the books there to their favor. Like when's the last time you heard of Asian getting shot? Just saying. Um, six, uh, what, oh, live stream number six, one, nine, seven, six, eight, two, nine, four, five. Today's podcast is titled Stefan Clark versus black American women. All right, how did the killing of, I thought the issue was supposed to be, how can we get this violence against black men? Because it's on a regular. How did that issue get dwarfed by who he dated, an Asian woman? And, and and tweets from 2015, it's 2008, three years ago. 601 area code, your uh, mic is open. Yes, yeah, thanks for taking my call there, brother. Uh, Marvin here in, uh, in Mexico yeah, right yeah, now. I saw your uh, post. Yeah, right. I was, uh, I don't know a whole lot about this case because they keep popping up every. Every now and then, about some black man got shot, and uh, and maybe I shouldn't dismiss it, but every time I used to get upset and look at why this black man got shot, usually I see something that any fool would know they shouldn't do around police. You know, I don't. That's the last thing I yeah. worry about is getting shot by police. And you know, I deal with police every freaking day, and I'm over in Mexico right now. And the last thing I would ever do is behave around the police or way I see a lot of black men. Behave around police in the United States, you know, talking trash to them, trying to tell them, shoot me, shoot me, or whatever like that. Or, you ain't, you know, but a, you know, P U S S Y like that. And so that's happened so much. I don't know what this guy did, you know, but in many cases, we know that a lot of black men don't have enough sense to behave themselves in regular public, let alone around a lot of police. Now, this may not have True. been the case. And hopefully it wasn't, but I've seen with my own two eyes, and I used to be a police officer myself way back, you know, a little over 30 years ago. And even then, I saw a lot of black men act a damn fool, but nothing like today. It's just ridiculous. Like a lot of black right. men like to pick fights with police. Now, maybe 
It's not the case, but the Asian. I don't know a lot about this about this case, but I saw and I thought I'd call it real quick. But I know a lot of folks get upset with him about having a black girlfriend. Uh, I mean, a uh, Asian girlfriend. Asian girlfriend. And I, yeah. And, and myself, I can care less about no Asian women myself. And they're like, they're like uh, even less than what I do about a lot of black women for the United States. And there are a lot of fine, good-looking black women for the United States, but as far as I know of, almost 100% of them have the worst kind of attitude any man would desire in a woman, which one reason I'm in Mexico right now around some of the most beautiful, nicest women, black women at that, black, ass black, part black, all black, just as black or more blacker than all the black women in the United States. And the women are not nothing like what we run across in the United States on a regular basis. Nothing but pure, okay. unadulterated B words. You know what I'm saying? But uh, so anyway, I thought I'd call in, call in and add my two cents about that. Not a whole lot, but I understand if the man had a had a a Asian woman or any woman other than a black woman. He lives in the United States. What are you gonna do? Either be lonely, or be uh, uh, pretend you don't want no. Oh no, I don't need no woman. I don't need nobody but me. Like a lot of these damn fools talk. What what person can make it in this world on their own? Like group group economics, which uh, as uh, Dr. Claude Anderson uh, has always talked about, as in the clip you you just uh, played, a lot of us realize we need to work together. But who the hell are you gonna work together with? Because almost every right, time right. in my life, I've been hearing about black I've been hearing about black people, you know, trying to get man, we need to do this, we need to do that. I've been hearing that almost 60 freaking years, and I haven't seen any real evidence of it yet. Because every time in my own experience, when I try to work with black people, I always end up getting screwed one kind of way or the other, and how you can deal with it. And uh, and even on the job, you know, even on the job, if you try to work at a black person, like a black person trucking company, they end up screwing you. You're like, you're like these white folks. Uh, the white trucking companies, all trucking companies, you know, it's, it's a it's a it's a huge operation with many things where many things can go wrong. But with white trucking companies, I've been fared better with them than I did the so-called black trucking companies. I tried to get with, where I ended up getting screwed almost the first day. But when I started dealing with the Mexican trucking companies, it was a different story. That's when I found out, man, if I'm a dealt with these Mexicans a long time ago. Don't tell me where I could be at, be at in, the, in, the, in, the, in the transportation world with trucks. And not to right. mention uh, living in Mexico around uh, some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life haven't, haven't, haven't been all over the United States over and over and over and over again. When you meet a, black, a, a nice black person, you're like, man, that's, that's, a nice, that's a black person, and they're nice. can't believe it. Come to Mexico, be part black, half black, more black, a lot of black Folks in the United States up there, more nicer than any black people I've ever known in my life. Have manners. That was against me. Most black folks nowadays don't have any manners. I ain't worried about it, man. Hell, they don't like me because what I wear. That's their fault. They ain't my fault. You know, a lot of folks, a lot of black people, most, not especially younger generations, don't have enough damn sense even wear clothes to even fit. Uh, even wearing the clothes even look worse than them. I'd I, I be embarrassed myself when I see a lot of black men, like a lot of stores and truck stops and warehouses and things I go to where people are conducting real business. And black men walk up almost, it'd be cold as ice outside, 
And a lot of black men walk up in there be doing big old oversized Bart Simpson pants on, shirt don't fit, you know, ain't shaved, they got you know, they got a hat on sideways and all kinds of stuff. Then they want to be respected. Man, you respect me. I mean, how can black people, I don't know what to say about it, man. A lot of black people don't respect each other just because you can tell a lot of times a damn fool from the way they dress. A lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of cases you can't. And it is just pitiful okay. and sad. And even over in Mexico, I think one time my 10-year-old boy, uh, been a lot there about 10 years old, maybe 12, out there, you know, at, at the traffic light with their pants sagging. Because before then, I would say I never seen anybody in Mexico sagging their pants like I do these black fools in the United States. Uh, and a lot of the white fools, too, now, that's been brainwashed by this freaking, this freaking hip-hop. But other than that, it's uh, I think it's hopeless. I just give up. Like, almost 60 years old, all my life, all I ever heard about what black people need to do to make things better. And the closest I come to see that done was back in the early days of Nation of Islam, before they went down that road of uh, all they care about is black women. Brother, you need to respect your black woman. Respect your black woman, brother. I got tired of hearing that crap, you know. Black women don't respect black men. At least 99.9% of them don't. You know, I don't know any. God put a gun to my head and said, name one good black woman you know that deserves respect. I can name one. About everyone I know has been nothing but a freaking bitch. That's all I got to say about it, basically, brother. Thank you for taking well, my call. Okay, Marvin. Good. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Well, we, we do have, right, like I say, with this, uh, in today's podcast is titled Stephon Clark versus Black American Women on YouTube. Uh, and 24 hours ago, I didn't know. Okay. 24 hours ago, I, so I, I ran across one video, then I came across several other videos that uh, you had black women and some black men that were basically lambasting Stephon Clark because of some tweets he made three years ago and because the mother of his children uh, is a Mexican, not Mexican, Asian, is Asian. So I, I wondered how that, you know, anyway, it's, well, you do have a number of people that have left the United States, both men and women, not Brazil, DR, Mexico, uh, some parts of Central America, Asia, Africa, yeah, that, you know, that they have given up on trying to get a collective effort of black folk together. So let's go to our next caller, 407. Your mic is open. Good morning, L.A., and good morning, Mar. Is it Marvin who just spoke? Yes. Oh, my, Marvin, my brother, my brother. I guess I'm the 0.1% of um, African-American, Native American women who don't uh, fit your description of the bitches in the uh, country. That's so sad. I think sometimes when we have to generalize that all black women are bitches, and I, I hope one day we come to the point of of not judging people by the color of their skin. When you go to Mexico, you get a totally different cultural experience. I'm glad he's in Mexico, the brother, if he's still listening, because you're going to get a different cultural experience. That's what all Americans need to do, travel. I've traveled all over the world. I cannot generalize that all black people fit one description or another. The more you get out of your urban, limited area, 
and your limited thinking, the more you'll see that not all black women are bitches and that not all black men have got their pants hanging. I live in a, a semi-rural area. I see black people all the time. I have no problems with policemen. I have no problems with black. Black people in this neighborhood are very respectful. The youth are respectful. I think it has a lot to do with just the congested urban areas that people stay in and they don't move out into the world, into the country, and experience the relationships you can have with other uh, colored, white, purple, yellow, whatever, instead of staying in your limited area. Now, uh, uh, I got a a YouTube video today from a very uh, intelligent uh, black couple. One guy was gay and the other woman was uh, not gay. Uh, but they're they're doing something powerful. They're est- establishing political action groups, and that's what you're talking about, LA, all the time. So they're out there. You ju- we just gotta promote. We gotta support them and find those people who are taking action. This thing with Stephen, uh, whatever his name is, is a time for action. No more talk. Get these political action groups together. He is a me- well. I don't care who he's sleeping with, whose baby mama he has. He is just another message that we need to come together with black, white, yellow neighbors and and make a, a statement with our political action groups that these policemen need to be taken off the street. These poli- policemen need to be analyzed for their mental health. There's a whole list of things that these political action groups need to come up with so that we can move forward and stop looking at people's skin color. That That's so old to me right now. I've been all over the world and we got to stop judging people by the color of their skin. There's some ignorant white folks and there's some ignorant black folks. So once you expand your experience in this world, you can stop looking at just the color of people's skin. So that's my opinion. Well, let me ask you this. What's your uh, uh, take on um, some of these black women on YouTube that have made videos denouncing Stefan Clark? Because you know, people, I think people on YouTube, they want people who do YouTube's in general want attention. They're not. I I look at YouTube a lot, and I I thought about doing YouTube, but I'm like, I don't need that attention. I don't need to get my message out. I'm on Blog Talk Radio two times a week and sometimes more. But people on YouTube, a lot of them have big egos. They want they have their drama, drama kings and queens. So you got to take everything on YouTube with a grain of salt. Ask who's the who's talking here? Why are they? What's their agenda? What's their motive? And so a lot of these people, more and more people, got their cam, their phones ready to make a video and put it up on YouTube. That alone should tell you to be careful about who you listen to on YouTube and take it with a grain of salt. Is it promoting more harmony, more love, more compassion? Is it promoting wisdom? People getting on YouTube promoting more division, I don't have time for them. We got enough division with the, the political, uh, our government, our government and all this uh, political activity in our country. We don't need any more division. So these women getting on YouTube uh, putting down a dead man, that's ridiculous, ridiculous. What is the lesson here? Let's get off the Twitter for a minute. Can we stop looking at Twitter and social media for a minute to decide what is the lesson and how can we improve the this situation and come up with solutions to the problem. Makes sense, makes sense. Well, on that note, I'm going to play 
a song titled Get It Together. I'm going to close out on that today because I got to run errands and just a travel day for me. So um, hopefully we can all get it together. Thank you for your comment. If it'll play. Okay, blocked. Oh, all right, but, uh, let me see if I can get this straight without going to another computer. Oh, man. Uh, I heard it says it's playing, but I can't hear it. Anymore. 